A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. He's depending on us to make people hungry and thirsty by the way we live our lives. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Beating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be disarticulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with I'm asking you to brush your hair. That's what God commanded Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 105. I'm your host, Norm, The Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So I'm actually re-recording this episode. Every time my computer updates or my recording software updates, for whatever reason, it mutes my microphone. So I did two episodes yesterday, um, Saturday the 15th, and both of them had no sound. So, Or at least I had no sound. It was just all the sound of the other clips and stuff like that. So re-recording uh, two episodes this morning, Sunday morning, trying to get them in. So they're going to be- probably be real quick, uh, no nonsense, get to the point uh, videos. So here we are, the master's dog dealing with false teachers, false gospels, false doctrines, false prophets. If it's false, we throw it in here and uh, deal with it here on the master's dog. Started out as faith and beliefs refuted. Dealing with the Saints Unscripted, uh, the segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs, where they break down doctrine and things like that. Some things far less important and uh, almost stuff that I don't want to respond to, but I committed to responding to it. So that's what I do. Um, And we are back to that today. We are going to jump in with uh, David Snell from Saints Unscripted, and he is going to break down the word cult and whether or not that word is appropriately applied to the LDS Church. So we'll let him talk as we usually do, and then we'll jump in and respond to things as needed. So here is David Snell from Saints Unscripted. Our, is Mormonism, is a Latter-day Saint religion, Mormonism a cult? Hey guys, so as a Latter-day Saint channel, we see a lot of comments claiming that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a cult. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, Calling our faith a cult is an extremely loaded claim. So in this episode, we're going to unpack this a bit and see where it leads us. Alright, let's go. All right, so the term cult is used in a variety of ways. Some definitions are more benign than others, but in general, when people call our faith a cult, it's used rather loosely as a derogatory term aimed at discouraging people from learning more about our faith. All right, let's stop right here real quick because we have to take a look at this. This is David's definition, all right? This is David's definition of cult. And It's good that he put it there. His name is there, so this is his definition. But you notice that he didn't go, well, this is how I would define it. So as he does all this stuff, he almost, I mean, he's almost giving the impression that this is a dictionary definition of the word without saying that. So even in that, there's a little bit of a deception in the way that he said this. But this is... 
we don't use cult. Those people who do use the term cult, it's not to discourage people from learning more about the LDS faith. It is actually to describe the things we have learned about the LDS faith and then applying this word as we see. And I say we, but I don't use it very often. I'm just going to put that out there anymore. I mean, the beginnings of Mormonism, I absolutely think were cultish. It was a cult under Joseph Smith. As it's grown, it's become something different, still with a cultish style, I guess you could say. But I would not necessarily define it as a cult under those terms. But it's not used to discourage people from learning more. It is a way to define how people have what they have learned and give definition to that. So, I mean, any any evangelist, any apologist is more than happy to let people learn what they want to learn about the LDS faith. But we are going to share what we know and what we have learned, whether by personal experience like myself or just study and um, research like guys like Aaron Shafawalov. I tend to agree with non-Latter-day Saint Guy Harrison's analysis in Psychology Today. If we step back and take an honest look at how this label is applied, the application of this term is prejudice in practice. One should not have too much difficulty recognizing cult as an unsavory stealth word with an unjust mission. Okay, let's break that down real quick. Because um, I love again how they go, well, I, wanted, I want to agree with non-LDS whoever or whatever. So we step back and take an honest look at the way this label is applied. Label is applied. It's plain to see that nothing more than popularity and power separates cults from normal religion. So he's leaving that out. Okay. I could agree with that. The application of this term is prejudice in practice. No, it is not. To say that it is prejudice in practice is to say to use, I mean, if someone just says cult and they know nothing about Mormonism, then okay, that would be prejudice because you know nothing about it. The, most people who use the word cult know a whole lot about Mormonism. It's not prejudice. It, no one's saying it without having the knowledge behind and a reasoning behind to back it up. So to say that the recognizing cult is an unsavory stealth word with an unjust mission, no. There is a just mission behind it. It is to reveal the fact that Mormonism is a false religion with a false gospel, a false Christ, a false God presented by a false prophet that offers no salvation. That's not an unjust mission. This is verbalized bullying that demeans less popular groups and distances them from more popular groups. So when Joseph Smith said that Jesus told him that all religions were wrong, that their creeds were an abomination and the professors of which are corrupt, was that verbalized bullying? The question has to stand. Again, if you're going to say using a term like cult to define Mormonism then you've as verbalized bullying, then you've got to go back to see what Joseph Smith said about all professors of all abomination, all creeds are an abomination and the professors of which are corrupt would have to be verbalized bullying as well. So if we are going to apply that kind of uh, um, definition, you have to do it across the board. 
As the Methodist author Andrew Tevington noted, Christianity was originally seen as a cult arising from Judaism. Islam was viewed as a cult in opposition to the then-existing pagan religion of the Arabian Peninsula. Buddhism was understood as a cult coming from what today is called Hinduism. According to the New World Encyclopedia, when Christianity began, it was a minority system of beliefs and controversial practices such as Holy Communion. When it was a small cult or a minority group in the empire, it was often criticized by those who did not understand it or who were threatened by changes its adoption might mean. Rumors were spread by detractors about Christians drinking human blood and eating human flesh. Ray, do you want them to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? All of that changed, though, when Christianity was adopted by the state and became more mainstream. When a new religion becomes large or dominant in a society, the cult basically becomes culture. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Okay, so I tend to agree with that statement, and this is why I don't use the term cult anymore for Mormonism. It has become an established religion. The control that was once had by Joseph Smith is no longer there, but it there is still a sense of it um, to a point, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. One of the other things, again, I, I point this out so many times, the use of these little humorous clips is one to, to it's an insult to the the viewer to say you we don't think you have the attention span to stick with us long enough so we have to throw in these little clips to as attention grabbers or it's a psychological ploy to lighten the uh, the weight of the 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 subject matter and so to make you laugh then suddenly it's not such a big deal it's a big deal to determine whether or not this is a false religion a cult however whatever term you want to use it is a huge deal. In this sense, cult may be seen as a pejorative term, something akin to calling someone a barbarian. It represents a type of in-group, out-group terminology designed to exclude one group by calling them less human or inferior. If you've been taught that our church is a cult, you may want to take a step back and analyze why you've been taught that. As was the case with early Christianity, it may be that your views are based on rumors, misunderstandings, or mischaracterizations of our beliefs. If you'd like, Okay, so that could be, or it also could be people like me who have been there and come out. I have no misunderstanding, no misconceptions, no rumors about Mormonism. I lived it. I was Mormon. 19 years of my life was dedicated to this church. So you can't say it's a misconception or based on rumor. It's, it's based on firsthand knowledge feel free to just attend some of our worship services and come to your own conclusions. I promise you will not be swept off into a dark room to be brainwashed or force-fed green jello. How children? Okay, and so again, to say, come to our services, but what happens when they come to your service and they come to the same conclusion, David? And think about themselves is often determined by the labels you put on them. That's a beautiful book. You should get with your hands. Some people attempt to justify labeling us with such a loaded and derogatory term by actually pointing out parallels between our faith and characteristics of infamously harmful cults like Heaven's Gate or the Manson Family Commune, groups whose leaders had such control over their followers that they were manipulated into committing mass suicide and murder. To me, the attempt to justify calling us a cult seems like more of an attempt to justify religious bigotry. But if you want to point out parallels, you can. For example, cults in this... Okay. 
using a term like religious bigotry, again, you would have to apply that to Joseph Smith too, to say that all other religions are false, their creeds are an abomination, the professors of which are corrupt, then Joseph Smith was guilty of religious bigotry as well. So, I mean, if you're not going to apply that across the board, then it makes no sense. But again, I've never made any of these comparisons to these cults. But Joseph Smith did have the same kind of power. I mean, he literally sent men off to England or Canada or places to have missions and then sealed himself to their wives. Sound like any of these other guys? David Koresh, maybe? Right? He did exercise that kind of power. He literally wrote in their scriptures that supposedly God told Emma, his wife, that if she didn't, ex- didn't accept polygamy, she would be destroyed. What, that's exercising cult-like power. Sense are usually led by a charismatic leader. Joseph Smith was a charismatic leader. Our current prophet and president, Russell M. Nelson, is pretty charismatic for a 96-year-old. You might call Moses or even Jesus charismatic leaders as well. Some cults try to control your behavior by doing things like regulating your diet. Latter-day Saints don't drink tea, coffee, or alcohol. If that sounds difficult, you would not have enjoyed the Law of Moses. Cults sometimes have their own ceremonial clothing, as did the ancient Israelites, as do many religions today. We could talk about these parallels for hours, but I hope you're starting to see the pattern. It's really difficult to paint our faith as a cult in this sense in any significant way that would not also apply to Moses or early Christians or the Catholics or evangelicals or even secular organizations like the Girl Scouts. They look very aggressive. I think they want to beat me up. Or Microsoft. I mean, you want to talk about a charismatic leader, take a look at that Bill Gates. So here, let's let's back up just a second before this gets away from us. Again, to to point out the the issues of. Now I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, the controlling. So okay. Looking at Christianity and uh, Mormonism. Ezra Taft Benson gave a speech, I believe in 1974, maybe later, uh, called 14 Fundamentals of the Prophet. And one of the things he said was when the prophet speaks, the thinking has been done. Uh, Talked about the prophet can't lead us astray. All these things. Paul, the apostle, tells people, go check. Be like the Bereans and go check out the things that we have said to you and make sure that they are right. There's your main difference between control and you know, and questioning cult like and Christ like there's your difference. So that's an important thing to look at. Mormonism definitely has a cultish. I would not call it a cult, but it still has those cultish underlyings of you have to listen to the prophet. He is your final authority on earth before God and don't question it. Christians are are told to be like the Bereans and go and to check these things out and make sure what they are being told is true. So again, it's not that when we, when someone like myself has a ministry of some kind dealing with false teachers, it's not a prejudicial thing or um, religious bigotry. It's the fact that we have researched, studied, and found these things to be false, and we want to share that information with others. 
and let them check for themselves. Don't take my word for any of this. Please go check this stuff out. In contrast to the perceived parallels, there are also a lot of obvious misses. For example, in our faith, we don't want you to cut off communication with your family. Okay, and this is not necessarily true. I know for a fact and from personal experience, there are bishops out there that will tell people like my family members who have somebody like me in their family who preaches and does these things and have, has actually successfully convinced people to leave the Mormon church that bishops have told my family members not to have anything to do with me. So this is not necessarily true. You will not be beaten, tortured, or kidnapped for any reason. If you want to leave our faith, you can. You can leave. Fine. Okay, and that's the other thing, is to make it sound like it's just that easy to leave, it's not. You turn in a, a you send a letter asking to have your name removed, they require, they request you, you're not required, you can just say no, but they want you to go to a court, a, you know, sit before the, the state president, they're going to talk to you, they're going to do all kinds of things and make you jump through all kinds of hoops to leave the church. No, I know nobody who has tried to leave the LDS church, who has sent their letter to membership to say, remove my name from your roles, who has just got a response that said, okay, it's done. I don't know if my name has even actually been removed yet. I've never gotten any kind of confirmation that my name was removed from the roles of the LDS church. And you won't even be threatened with eternal suffering in hell, though we might bring you some cookies every once in a while. Unless you're a man who has held the priesthood, and then you are condemned as a son of perdition. By renouncing the LDS priesthood, you are, you are considered a son of perdition by many of the teachers of the Mormon religion, and you will face outer darkness according to their faith. In a while. It's true that like any religion, we have moral and ethical standards. We have rules, perhaps more than most, but whether or not you abide by those standards is up to you. When asked how Joseph Smith was able to govern so many people so well, he replied, I teach them correct principles and they govern themselves. Or he threatens them that God is gonna destroy them or uh, sends them away to do a mission so he can take their wives. No. So, are we a cult? It depends on your definition. In the sense that we are a system of religious beliefs and ritual, certainly. Are we a cult in the more sinister sense of the word? I don't think so, but you're certainly free to believe as you see fit. From what I've observed about my own faith, it seems to me to be a family-oriented faith of service and charity, a faith of love for God and your neighbor, a faith that believes in being good citizens and acknowledging truth wherever it can be found. If you're still on the fence about it, if the line between doomsday cult and Christ-centered religion is a little blurry still, borrowing the words of Christ in John 1, I invite you to come and see. You don't have to take my word or anyone's word for it. Just come hang out with us for a while and decide for yourself, if you dare. That's ridiculous. Um, I'll just leave that there for a moment. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. I'm just going to leave that there and let that rest there. Satan is not bringing in, I mean, he, there is Satanism out there. There's guys like Lil Nas X that are promoting stuff like that. But Satan is not trying to draw people away from Christianity with with outright blatant counterfeit or falsehoods. He uses clever counterfeits like this, a family-based 
religion that has a false god, a false gospel, a false Christ presented by a false prophet that has no power to save anyone. So I just encourage you to, to, like David said, look into it. Look into it on your own. Check these things out for yourself uh, and see what what is real and what isn't. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, I hope this has sound. Um, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.